Hello. Hello. What's up? Oh, you know, just uh, living my lazy Sunday dreams. How about you? Same. Well, kind of, except it's like the version of lazy when you have a baby. Oh. It's not as lazy as it would seem. It's like pseudo lazy. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's like my baby got in my makeup this morning and like it's all over her legs lazy. Oh my god. It's like my baby went to bed at 1230 last night because she was going through a sleep regression lazy. Yikes on bikes. Send help. Um, oh. So, uh, oh, is it my turn or your turn this week? I think it's your turn. I do think it's my turn. I'm, like, not 100% certain, but, like, pretty damn I'm sure. I'm, like, a solid 95% certain. Close enough. If we fucked it up, then we fucked it up. It, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, we're here now. I don't even think anybody cares either who goes first. Just us. Yeah, and I think we've only fucked it up once thus far, so, you know, I'll take that as a win. It's not a bad track record for two years. No, 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 no. Not so bad at all. Oh, my God. It is almost two years. Jesus. What is it? April? Like months? Yeah. Yeah. Eek. We should do something fun. We should. We'll, we'll talk Take about that pictures. offline. Okay. We'll, we'll brain workshop it. We'll workshop it. Um, brain workshop. So, um, per my usual, I found my case on Reddit this week. Um, this was posted by Lagaffy. Legafe. Okay. Not really sure. Okay. Um, it'll be linked in the show notes if you want to go look at it. Um, uh-huh. So uh, basically the beginning of this is like a high longtime lurker, first time poster. Um, and then the headline is black missing underreported and unresolved. Where is Darian Hudson? Okay. Um, Darian Hudson was 23 years old at the time of her disappearance in Stillwater, Oklahoma in October of 2017. Originally from Hutchinson, Kansas, she had been... I've been there. Oh, really? Actually, that's... um. Uh, yeah, I used to play tennis there all the time. Uh, it's not far from Wichita. Oh, that's where fun. Where we lived. Yeah. And I'm also really happy that I uh, got KS correctly as the abbreviation for Kansas. Y- you did? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck state is that? And then... <laughs> mm-hmm. Kansas. Whoopsies. Um... And she had been living in Oklahoma for several years. Uh, in the year prior to her disappearance, Darian had suffered uh, a... Sorry, I had a pop-up on my screen for a second. Uh, she'd suffered several setbacks, suffering a miscarriage, a breakup with a boyfriend, and the no. death of her pet dog. Oh. I know. Like... That's really sad. I mean, like, I, I think it's one of those, like, bad things come in threes. Oh, yeah. I like, swear. I swear that's a thing. Oh, 100%. Like... Ugh, so annoying. Like, when it rains, it fucking pours. Yeah, truly. But then, like, usually, you know, knock on wood, Yeah, you're good for a while. Yeah, (laughs) you'll be on the uphill. Right. Um, It gets better. You know, it usually gets better. Hopefully. Yeah, usually. Yeah. I'm not saying that this story gets better, but generally, things get better. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um... So, um, on October 21st, she phoned her mother, Stephanie, and told her that she had enrolled in nursing classes and wanted to move back home and live with the family in Hutchinson, uh, while saving money for school. The next day, uh, she failed to show up for work at a server at Chili's on Perkins Road. When none of her friends could contact her over the next few days, word eventually reached Darian's mother, Stephanie, that she was missing. The family drove to Stillwater the next day, on the 26th, where they found the door to their daughter's duplex on the 500 block 
of West Fifth Street open. No. Uh-huh. Um, Never good. No. A light was on and dishes were in the sink. There were no obvious signs of foul play and Darian's uh, mobile phone and other belongings were left behind. Um, Stephanie went straight to the police to file a missing persons report and was told by law enforcement that she needed to wait 48 hours. Which, fuck that. Like, clearly. I mean, yeah, that's, like, really a red flag to begin with. Right. Um, like, no one had heard yeah, from her that's... in days. Like, that's more than 48 hours. Yeah. Like, fuck that's... all the way off. Yeah. Like, no. Um, so she wasn't officially reported missing until the 28th. A week after speaking to her mother on the phone about moving in six days after not showing up to work. So, like, this was okay. delayed from the get-go. Yeah. Um, like, like, the unwillingness for the law enforcement to, like, just file the report. Again, at this point, after four days. Like, what? Yeah, that's... I mean, there's, like, a few red flags there. I yeah. do understand they have protocol, and the reason why is so that they're not... You know, they're, like, obviously using their resources right. where they're needed. But if her mom hasn't heard from her, they were expecting her. Like, at work. Like, you know, she didn't she show up to in, work. Yeah, no exactly. So and then her house was, like, Her door open is open. With all of her shit left all, behind? Like, no. Like, yeah, that's clearly that's all, a, sus like, a suspicious circumstance. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, you know, clearly something's awry. Like, that was a choice that they made to not take that report. Yes, absolutely. They should have. I mean, I think that's like a pretty reasonable to immediately assume that there's something wrong. It's like right. you're not gonna say, "Oh, well, there's blood splatter across the door." I'm. You have to wait two days though before we'll investigate it. Like, no, right? Those are also obvious signs uh, that something's gone wrong. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not sure what the reason was that they chose not to, but they they failed to for two days. Um, so during this time, law enforcement interviewed family members, friends, coworkers, and neighbors while the family canvassed the area, but everything came to no avail. There were no leads to follow until six weeks later on December 2nd, after Darian failed to show up for work, um, somebody attempted to use her debit card, um, at a hotel in Oklahoma City, which this, you know, obviously alerted law enforcement. Um, yeah. The man told law enforcement that he took the card from a purse he found sitting on top of a concrete sewage container at a construction site he was working at back in Stillwater in October. Um, at the time, um, this was a Francis Xavier Catholic church that was being built on McElroy Road and Country Club Road, northwest of town. Uh, the man said that he hadn't seen Hudson's purse hanging from a drainage pipe and took it. So this lines was up there... with when she went missing. Was there concrete being poured? Um, I'm not certain about that. Um, I, it, they don't say. Um, so, uh, law enforcement visited the construction site and spoke to multiple workers, all who remembered seeing a woman on in the area on October 26th, four days after her initial disappearance. Two of the workers described um, a woman matching Darian's description sitting in a wooded area south of the site. When they approached Darian to see if she was okay, the woman stared back at them blankly. They told her, um, when they told their boss of their concern for the woman, a group of workers went to talk to the woman, but she again wouldn't speak to anybody. A local resident who lived on a property east of the St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church. That is a mouthful of a name of a church, goddamn. Yeah. Oh, should I say church and goddamn in the same sentence? That's probably no. bad. <laughs> That's, yes, I, 
I, I don't think you should do that. I'm going to hell. Or I'm going to get smited. Oh, Jesus. It's, oh, or just, I, oh, my. It's smote. It's smote. Have you never seen Moana? No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's smote. But anyway, just say you're sorry. It'll be fine. I'm sorry. And it's also Sunday. It's the day of the Lord. I'm fuck, I'm fucking up at a young age. I'm, I got a first class ticket to hell. Listen, as long as you say you're sorry, you'll be fine. That's what I take away from my not as much experience in the church world. Excellent. Um, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, hopefully I make it out all right. Um, anywho, enough of that. Um, so a local resident who lived on the property east of the church told law enforcement that he saw the same woman, confirmed to be Darian by now, later that same day, emerging from the woods and talking to his grandchildren. The man stated that his grandson had gotten off the school bus and saw a woman matching Darian's description come up out of the creek through his electric fence and onto his property um, and then proceed to walk up to his grandchildren. Which, by the way, like, fucking mad props to, like, make it through an electric fence after, like, going through a creek. Like, that just sounds dangerous. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Anyways... It continues to get weirder. Um, okay. By the time the man gets to his grandchildren, she was gone. Another nearby resident saw the same woman sitting on construction equipment on the evening of the 26th. These are the last known sightings of Darian. Um, on December 4th, so two days after the like purse incident, Stillwater law enforcement brought in, the, brought in drones and cadaver dogs to search the area of her last known sighting. Um, for two days, they searched a large portion of the wooded area south, east, and west of the intersection. Her sweatshirt and wallet were found abandoned in the area, but she was not located. At this point, law enforcement have no leads indicating what has happened to Darian or where she may have gone after being seen on the 26th of October. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, there's a little bit of a theory. So, according to her friends, Darian was hugely active on social media and wouldn't go anywhere without her phone, which was left behind in her duplex. It seems like the obvious okay. theory would be either suicide or a mental breakdown leading to perishing in the woodlands. Um, this case is very underreported on. Um, there's only, uh, like, three, like, citation links uh, to, like, but, news articles in the Charlie Project. Okay. But does she have a history of, like, mental health issues? Not that has been reported on. I mean, not to say no, that, totally. like, you can't just develop them, but, I mean, usually if there's, like, something that drastic... I'm fixing my microphone if you all are wondering what I'm doing. <laughs> um, um, if it's, like, something that dr- drastic, I would think that there would be signs before. Right. And also, like, I think it's interesting that this happens, like, like just days after she's go- – or I guess a day after she's going to make a big life change or set- announces she's making a big life change. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a, a move and starting back at school and, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? So sometimes, like, that can cause a lot of stress. So – yeah Um, yeah that's true um but it's hard it's really hard to say really what could have happened so she was seen by construction workers Mm -hmm. and then and then she was seen by a man who Mm -hmm. said that she came up uh, over the electric fence into his property and was talking to his grandchildren yeah and then by the time he got to his grandkids like she had she had ran off but how is he sure that it was her Uh, did he get a good look at her Apparently, or maybe the kids had given a partial description to you. Um, mm. All these sightings are confirmed, allegedly confirmed to be her. Okay. Well, that's really strange. Yeah. You think that if that, if 
You'd think that um, they would have some like idea of where she like find her if they had drones and stuff. I mean, she's just one person. If she's on foot, it's not like she could get terribly far. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of leading towards, you know, if she was in distress and someone decided to take advantage in some way, shape, or form, maybe, you know, and then something maybe went awry. I'm not positive. Um, Or, you know, she's just missing unidentified and maybe, you know, maybe she's out there just living a new life somewhere under a new name. Hopefully. That's an, that was another thing that, you know, I was thinking about when I was reading this. I was like, maybe she just kind of up and vanished and started a new life. I mean, uh, anything's possible. I mean. I think the, those cases are always so interesting. Yeah. Not to change the subject, but like I was reading when I first moved to where I live now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like, and I was, we were researching for this podcast. I was looking at cases here and this woman had gone missing and she had a husband and two kids. Really suspicious, like just really weird. Well, like, they found her 20 years later. Like, she just straight up left. Oh, my gosh. Moved away, started a new family in a new state, had new kids. Like, they arrested her for child abandonment, mm-hmm. actually. Um, but, yeah, I, like, I just... That's you crazy. really don't ever know. I feel like, for me, I, I always assume the worst. But, like, truly, right. some people do do that. And then maybe <laughs> it was easier. Now, not so much. Like... It's, I feel like, a lot harder in 2017 or 2021 mm-hmm. to just pick up and say deuces and not leave a trail unless this was really well planned out and there were cash and resources in advance. Right, which sounds like maybe not the case, but also, you know, if she, you know, got far enough, you know, on her own, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so I, there, I feel like where there's a will, there's a way for a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And, you know, well, I, I, I really don't know if she, you know, maybe presented herself to be, like, in a state of mental distress. Maybe she's maybe in a mental institution somewhere under either a fake name or no name. I don't know. Maybe. That's true. Well, so we'll put her picture up and hopefully yeah. maybe somebody knows mm-hmm. her. Um, well, I'm going on, like, a little spree of missing indigenous women. Ooh. Uh, it's actually interesting because this is like a pretty, I've talked about this before, mm-hmm. how there's a lot of cases of missing indigenous women in America and in Canada and like they're just, they're just not solved at a high rate at all. It's like they're not taken seriously. I don't know, but I mean, part of the problem is too, I think that reservations have their own law enforcement and sometimes things aren't coordinated Right. Um, it might be like it's a systemic issue obviously like a lot of things um when you go through these articles of missing indigenous women a lot of it is just so vague there's like not a lot of specific cases and i think that's because there's either a so many of them or b there's just not that much information about them yeah um there's like some that are more um famous Mm -hmm. than others i say that in air quotes um if you're not watching this on youtube (laughs) another plug um but so okay i'm i'm gonna cover like a more well-known case uh her name was uh amber Alyssa tucaro or yeah tucaro um she was born in 1990 in alberta canada um this case is really interesting they actually covered it too on a case of 
this the uh, murder squad with Paul Holes and Jensen. Jensen. Uh, Billy Jensen. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of his first name. (laughs) So they did a kind of deep dive on this. And, of course, Paul Holes is like an an investigator. And he has a a tremendous wealth of knowledge and experience. Um, So if you're interested in, like, a really super deep dive, definitely go listen to that episode. We can link it in, like, our podcast. But uh, Amber was 20 years old. She had one son named Jacob. He was 14 months old. Um, In 2010, she... I mean, she's kind of having a hard time, you know, young mom. Yeah. I get it. So, um, August 17th, she had met a friend at this place called the Unity House where she would go, like, stay sometimes. It's, like, an organization that offers, like, people resources um, if they need help. Um, so they can, like, find their own place to live. So a woman she had met there and she's un- unidentified because she's actually one of the last people to have seen Amber alive. Oh, wow. Um I don't know why they don't identify her, but they don't in the news articles. That might just be straight up for her own like her own safety or what protection. Yeah. yeah, and and good that's fine. That's totally fine. Yep. Um so that woman invited Amber to go uh fly from Fort McMurray like where near where they lived. Um, to Edmonton, Canada. So the women booked plane tickets and, oh, I think, uh, oh, so her mom, uh, Amber's mom, Vivian, um, was going to watch Amber's son. She wasn't super excited about Amber going, but Amber was super excited. She's only supposed to be gone for two days. They were going to have a lot of fun. So they were, in order to save money, they chose to book a hotel room, like, outside of um, the city mm-hmm. instead of in the city. I mean, makes so sense. So that's, yeah. So they booked a motel near Nisku. I'm probably saying that wrong. Alberta. <laughs> uh, um, it's near the Edmonton International Airport. Um, they had plans to go into the city later on. Um, between 7.30 and 8.30 p.m. on August 18th, Amber had left the motel um actually it looks like i was wrong i'm sorry she did take jacob with her her son damn Jess. and she left out here spitting sh- false facts <laughs> you guys i'm freaking tired um <laughs> and also i was reading one article and i'm like this it says something completely different than the other article i read it was I'm like okay um anyways that's so she left her son worst. it's like oh thank you for completely contradicting this exact thing <laughs> yeah exactly i'm sure there's like a lot of false information out there so that's why i definitely go look at like paul holes's podcast because they're very detail oriented um she left her son in the care of her friend while she and yes so some people say she went to go buy food and others say she was really excited to go into the city so she was gonna go early which i think that's weird However, yeah, it doesn't really like, matter. Want to just like go out by yourself? Like, why not just and wait? For ditch your, your kid. kid, right? So the it was weird. Fuck? Um, however, whatever is confirmed, she left and she was hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. She got in the car with a man, and how they know that is that there is a voicemail. Yeah, it's really creepy. Excuse, um, excuse me. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, okay, it's all, creepy. Can we just like agree? We, don't hitchhike ever ever just okay ever thank you that's yeah. it psa over like never 
Ever, no, it's ever. never a good idea. It's never. 2021. Call a fucking Uber. Yes. Or a Lyft, whatever. Probably Lyft or because something. they treat their drivers better. <laughs> there you go. Um, I like that. So it's Amber didn't come back the next day. Uh, the woman contacted Amber's mom, Vivian. Vivian was worried immediately. Um, said obviously it's really strange her daughter was not in contact she was concerned so she called the Royal Canadian Mounted Police um, the officer was like eh, she's probably gone partying don't worry about it call back in you know 24 hours she's still missing um, Vivian was pissed which I would be too right so which, yeah this goes um, back to our, our, the first case again why mm-hmm. are we people are missing especially a traveling Um, person that's missing and left her child that's mm -hmm. not a that's not normal no that needs to be investigated that is a problem um yes absolutely and so 10 days later august 28th um the a royal canadian mounted police constable recommended that the case be closed um and amber be removed from the national missing persons database because apparently there had been reports that she had been cited and there was social media activity which we all know that that really like does could not mean like it doesn't necessarily mean anything and you have to verify that also i just want to like i'm getting this information from a website called stories of the unsolved it's like a twitter case too uh or or they have twitters this case on twitter jesus i can't talk today whatever we have a ton of information i'm just skimming um but go i'll obviously link this um there's no like author name but anyways so it's weird. That's weird. Don't like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Then a few few days later, an officer with the Leduc RCMP told a local newspaper there was no reason to believe Amber was in danger. So that's cool. How many days ago um, at this point? Ten. Yeah, don't like that. So, um, Yeah, so later the family learned that the property Amber had left in her hotel room had been left unprocessed and then destroyed. Yep. Um, And then the mom wasn't interviewed until four months after Amber went missing. Isn't this great? Like, I was mad at the cops in my case. (laughs) But, like, yours might be worse. Oh, just wait. Okay, in August 2012, the RCMP released a one-minute portion of a 17-minute phone call Amber had with her brother the night she disappeared. The, uh, oh, so it was recorded because he was being held at the Edmonton Remand Center. Um, so my apologies. It wasn't a voicemail. I always thought it was a voicemail, but it was just a recording of the phone call. Okay. Um... So they were trying to release this because there's a man you can hear on the on the recording that Amber is with. And so they're thinking, well, you know, maybe somebody knows who this guy is. Right. By his voice. So 
in the the voicemail there's a transcript and it says she says amber says where are we by and he goes we are just heading south of beaumont or, or north of beaumont and then she goes we're heading north of beaumont yo where are we going and basically he's he's like well and she's like no like this isn't right and he's like we're going on a back road she's like are you fucking kidding me um you can like listen to this whole thing too it's it's out there like the recording um she basically says you you're, you better not be taking me anywhere i don't want to go i want to go into the city okay um and so he just kind of keeps like uh talking to her like oh we're just gonna go over this way or we're going to 50th street and he keeps saying we're going 50th street east and then um like there's some parts you can't hear and then he says gravel and then she says something unintelligible and then the call ends so investigators believe that she was being driven southeast along rural roads. I always have a hard time saying r- rural. 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 <laughs> rural. You have a rural roads. hard time saying that one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, of Leduc County instead of toward Edmonton. So once a voicemail was released, three women came forward claiming to recognize the voice. Each identified the same man. What the fuck? Yep, and after being the investigated by the RCMP, he was cleared of having any involvement in the case and was deemed not to be the man whose voice was featured on the recording. Uh, yeah, it's weird. So, September 12th, or September, oh my god, I don't know what's wrong with my brain today, you guys. It's misfiring. <laughs> September 1st, 2012, a group of recreational horseback riders located a human school on a rural rural property in Leduc County and immediately contacted the authorities. It's uh, south of where Amber had been staying at the hotel. Uh, so essentially they, they looked around for two days um, and the remains were identified to be Amber. Her cause of death was never released. Um, yeah, there, it also says partial remains of four other women had been found a few kilometers where Amber's were located. This has led to some speculation that maybe Amber was killed by a serial killer and he was dumping the bodies out in a rural area. Um, the other four, well, yeah, it says one of the other, the, <laughs> send help, I'm not okay. S-O-S. The four women are Edna Bernard, who went missing in 2002, Katie Silva Ballantine, who went missing in uh, 2003, Dolores Brower, who went missing in 2004, and Corey Audenbright, who went missing in 2004. All had been hitchhiking, and all of them were indigenous women. So, yeah, that's weird. Um, Basically, Amber's mom filed complaints with the commissioner uh, for public complaints about the RCMP and, like, what, how they kind of dismissed Amber's case um and mishandled it so there's a lot around surrounding this case because i mean there is that voicemail which is weird um it's super weird you should really like listen to it um you should link it in the show notes okay yeah i will i will do that um it's also if you if you 
do listen to the Jensen and Holes podcast. They they play that and they d- dissect the voicemail. Ooh. So, uh, but yeah, it's just. Um, but that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. So I really, I don't know. Uh, I would like to think that if all three women had this, like, came forward with the same man. Yeah. I just wonder what they used to, like, um, basically say he he didn't do it. Yeah, like, what's um, their, uh, like, proof that he's not that voice? But also, there were four other bodies found out there. Yeah. And in the early 2000s, and Amber wasn't murdered until 2010, so I'm also wondering if there's a lot more bodies out there. Yeah, like, and I'm wondering if, like, her body was dumped coincidentally where the other ones were like if the other ones were like done by a serial killer or what have you um Mm -hmm. and then hers just by happenstance you know led to yeah yeah that's true if it's a rural area then maybe but like maybe it's i mean like a common place for dumping yeah i don't don't, don't know um so I don't know, but it's just all strange. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more, like, little nuances and finger pointing. I'm not going to go through it. Yeah, no. The most important the most important pieces are the person who was last with Amber. Mm-hmm. She's obviously in distress and uncomfortable, and he's taking her somewhere she doesn't want to go. So, to me, that's, like, the biggest red flag 100%. of them all. And, like... It's possible that, like, like you were saying, like maybe this all is connected. Like maybe this person's just been active for you know ten years or you know fifteen years, a long time. Um, yeah. And I don't know, like, and just because of technology and the fact that like she happened to be able to have that car- call recorded because of who she was on the phone with. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it was wasn't recorded like on her a... end; it was recorded on his end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that was just a happenstance thing, and maybe she was like, "Oh shit!" Like. I'm in danger. Like, I know his calls get recorded. Let me call him. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, or if it was, a, if it did roll to voicemail or whatever it was. Um, I'm also just curious because um, I wonder, it would have been late and really disorienting, too. She left around 8.30, 7.30, p.m. Yeah, I mean there's how would you know you wouldn't know where you were going right and so maybe that's why she was just trying to you know it was probably like a oh let me call him and get this on tape and try to get any information of where i'm at out there and so that's why i'm gonna like ask all these questions and try to you know get this so weird yeah i mean that's the only thing i can think of like maybe she was just like you know it's, it's like trying you see to, like in you know, tv and movies and stuff where they're like oh like my name is xyz i have these kids like uh, you know trying to spit out details so that they nothing happens because yeah whatever it, it, it yeah it almost seems like something out of like a movie for me yeah that's true yeah it's weird anyway i don't know so we'll link this page um and the podcast and then the podcast will have the recording mm-hmm. um so i recommend checking that out yeah i think i'm going to so we've reached our dicking off section. Yeah. Um, and actually, my dicking off today is courtesy of you. Um, I am like two-thirds of the way done with that uh, Anatomy of Motive book that you oh, yeah. lent me. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. It's really good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's written by John Douglas and some other fellow that's probably just like his writer person. You know, actually, I don't think I read that one yet. I don't know why I just said that was good. I read that his other books and they're good. So yeah, you I were like, oh, like, I need to I, read that one. You told me you're like, yeah, definitely give this one back because I want to read it too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, I'm about two thirds way done with that. It's fucking fabulous. Definitely recommend. Yeah. Um, He's a great author. If you're interested in true crime, he makes it really interesting and edu- educational, but also like, like he'll bring in real world examples. Yeah, and, I was gonna say like this book, like um, a couple things that like they he's brought up that like i've found really fascinating because they're cases i'm that i've always been fascinated with or like the tylenol murders um, oh yeah like he talks about that <sighs> in this book and then um you know some like arsons and like stuff like that that were famous so like you know yeah the tylenol murders were never solved yeah they were those ones there's there's more than one then there's yeah. one that was never solved yeah so the he which creeps me out i know so this this one that he he talks about is um the one in Chicago where it was just like a mm-hmm. few, like it was basically like a disgruntled, um, just like ex-employee, I believe. Employee. Yeah. I think there was one they never figured out. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Maybe he I'll talks about like it. some copycat killers and like stuff like that, like that were also tampering with medications yeah. and such. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so very interesting. Definitely recommend that book. And honestly, anything by John Douglas. I've also listened to a couple of his audiobooks. So good. Very good. Um... So my dicking off is yesterday was my birthday. Yeah, it was. Fun. We had a few friends over, yourself included. Yes. Um, we kept it small, and a good portion of the group is vaccinated, just as an aside. Yeah, I'm fully backed um, up, baby. <laughs> yes. So we actually bought this thing that's called an unsolved case file from Amazon. It was hella and cool. Hella cool. It was it was super cool. So it's like a case file. It comes with a bunch of like witness statements and suspects and evidence and you go through all this information and you have to find like, you know, clues and it took us several hours, but it was really fun. Yeah. We had a whole ass murder board on my sliding glass door. Yeah, like we were taping stuff up to the door and like writing notes and yeah. everything but like attaching string to the walls. <laughs> yeah, it literally, I think we would have if we had some available, but it yeah. was so fun. Yeah, it was dope. I and highly like, recommend it. Well, because we thought it was going to be like a quick little game. Like we didn't think it was going to yeah. take that long. But it, no, took, it took hours. hours. <laughs> and there were like... I mean, there was like more s- than six of us, at least six of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I'll link it. It, it. it I highly recommend. It's only 30 bucks. It's on sale right now, actually, for $26. They have a bunch of different ones you can do. Yeah. So that was really fun. Uh, definitely recommend that for like a yeah. small smattering of people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or even a date night. It could be fun. Yeah. That would be really fun as a date. I kind of want to do one just on my own just to see if I can do it. <laughs> That'd be dope. Maybe. Anyways. Yeah. Um, we're gonna cover episode one of Night Stalker. Yes. Or two. I don't know. We're gonna do the Night Stalker. I think on Wednesday's episode. Uh episodes one and two. Yeah. So watch on watch that before you listen on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. There's that's it's so good. It's very good. Um Yeah, that's all I got today. Sorry, my brain's not working, y'all. I am just freaking tired she's also um, not not hungover <laughs> i'm, I'm not i actually am not hungover <laughs> i'm just but you. like so everybody left at a decent time last night yeah so we were like okay cool we'll we'll get emmy down to bed but she's been like 
hardcore fighting bedtime. We figured she would be super tired. Yeah. And she just screams at us and screams for like an hour and she just doesn't want to sleep and it's just really hard. So like last night, finally got her to bed, but then all night she was like attached to me. Um, and so I'm uncomfortable and then she woke up and it was just, I'm just really exhausted and it's also just exhausting having your baby be miserable and you can't do anything and it's also exhausting being freaking screamed at all day because your baby's cranky yeah um so I'm just like having kind of like I woke up and felt like crying this morning it's kind of like where I'm at today but you're a strong boss ass bitch thank you and you did it we're we're surviving we're halfway through this day and we recorded a goddamn podcast we did, and we're gonna record another one right after this. Yeah, let's do it. All right, toodle. All right, thanks Good. all. Bye. Bye.